0: Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Boddington and James Urquhart. Here we share insider information about Facebook Ads, but as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with me, Nick Boddington and James Urquhart. Today we're talking about defining your audience for your ads. Looking at interests, page likes, narrowing and audience expansion. Everything you need to do about getting your audience right for your next ad. Hope you enjoy. Hi, James. Oh, he's gone. Done the record. I'm uh, flying solo now. So, gone live on Facebook, <laughs> put it on, start recording the podcast. James disappears for some reason. Um, here he is, always oh, coming back with his water. <laughs> so, completely left me. That, that was like the worst left hanging ever. For anyone who wasn't watching that and probably think it's gone silent, that was me going for like a fist pump after a race and getting completely blown out. I wasn't looking at the screen. I didn't know you'd gone. So I was I going said, through all the recording settings. Doing I, said, my I, was, intro. I
1: said I was going to grab some
0: water. Give me a minute. <laughs> I didn't hear. Just went with it. But, you know.
1: Well, all Sorry, I can God. hear in the back room is, hey, welcome. Like, or he's going to be waiting because so I'm only halfway full at the moment. So <that's> not- <laughs>
0: brilliant yeah okay well it's all right pulled out of the bag didn't i yeah, of course,
1: of course. <laughs> you're right yeah right yeah yeah good.
0: So How are you? Good. yeah yeah well say hello to all the thousands of people that listen the thousands they are now
1: there's there's hundreds a week
0: i know it's brilliant it's really good brilliant. people actually listening in their car now driving they're in america other parts of the world thinking oh god i'm f- so glad that these guys have brought out another podcast. I actually have way to listen to this now.
1: I listened to our one from last week this morning, actually, on um, as always uh,
0: in my uh on my dog walk. Do find it week. weird listening to yourself.
1: It's weird that I what is really strange actually, not that we're talking about Facebook at the moment, but when you're listening to yourself, there's like certain things that I'll remember, like words that I know. You know, when you sort of know, you know, when you read a your story to your kid and you know literally you don't even have to turn the book you know exactly what's going to be said um, yeah there's a bit to my oh that's coming now which is a bit weird because especially when you've
0: not yeah it, when I listen to it it's only weird for about the first minute and then you actually start because the podcast is actually quite good thank you um <laughs> only because we get told we get told um is that you actually get quite into it don't you I feel like I learned something well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't make a habit of it. I don't. I don't listen to it, really. Oh, do you not? No. Oh. Well, I, listen to other, I listen to other people's podcasts. If I've got that walk, I'll listen to something I'm going to educate myself from, apart from listening to myself talking about something I already know. Well,
1: it's only half an hour a week. And it also comes our, our our listeners at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you
0: could listen, that'd be great. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, so let's jump on in. Um, audience defining. So I just said to James, okay, what what are we going to talk about? And then suddenly it's like, I don't really know. And then everything comes out. So there's quite a lot to go over on this one, actually. So I thought basically what we seem to see is that when we look at our podcast stats, even though there are some, I've got some clients on here and everything, there are some people who do advanced stuff, which is great. But I think it's really good to go over some of the basics. And I suppose to a lot of people, it's not basics because it's building the audiences. And when I go on to some client. Consultancy accounts, I see things haven't been done right. So let's start with audiences. So, when you're building an ad, and actually, the other reason we're going to do this, because even with you, James, when you're pitching to clients out there to bring on board, you know, decent sized companies, it's actually still quite a major thing at that point, isn't it? Because when you go into audience testing, we know the, the wrong thing to do is go, oh, okay, it's a woman, she's got a two year old, and she lives in London that's the person who's going to buy then they don't buy and then they go oh, Facebook didn't work for me so it's testing lots of different things out
1: yeah I think when a lot of people that I speak to when they first uh recognize they that they need Facebook within their within their marketing and sales strategy is you know the first thing they they, they come to me with is okay who are we going to target and what are those audiences now a lot of people I don't think understand the volume of detail you can go into so like you just said they'll go mum of two dad of one likes triathlons which is great and they've got a set I think a lot of people go into it having a set notion of what they think and who think um a set notion of who they want to target yeah actually when you then look at you know again all these audiences and types of people that are available to you you can then go well actually my product can serve that particular audience but it needs to be marketed to in that particular way. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So you know, especially when we start with clients and we do you know our rapid fire testing, which we call it internally, is we don't just test that initial, you know, person that they know by their product. You know, a black pair of jeans, for example, is X. We you know, we go we go wider, don't we? And then we narrow Mm -hmm. down as we get the results back because otherwise yeah going into one marketplace. And you can't scale and actually
0: get, you know, most yeah. out of Facebook. because It's quite interesting when you, when we're doing that audience testing, how you, the audiences are a lot of the time, very, very similar, but then Facebook picks up one that's so much better than the next one. And I'll go so far as to say that, you know, I've got, um, I was speaking with a consultancy client two days ago in Canada and she sells like, um, witchcraft stuff and bath bombs and all that sort of stuff. It's quite a big thing. And it's quite cool because it's, you know, very niche, isn't it? But I said to her, she was, you know, she'd, st- she'd been sticking to one audience for ages. Well, we have because we've been on the course for ages. This audience was working really, really well. And it's kind of like we've got her row ads up and it's got to, you know, more of a predictable point. So it's like, actually, we need to go back to the basics and test some more audiences out again because we're using this one audience. We have done, we're using that audience for all our ads. It's it's doing fine but let's look at some other stuff and then we just suddenly thought well, what about harry potter fans you know it's witchcraft isn't it i mean it's not witchcraft And like it's you know you could a girl, you'd, you could buy a girl your daughter when she's older you could buy a little thing and it's just making a spell of i fancy this boy at school and you make a little pot you know just fun stuff that and it's like okay well hire me, Granger, harry potter dumbledore do we look at those as audiences <laughs> sorry i've seen all of them by the way and what was, the, Books.
1: What was the first one
0: hymone ha- hymone ha- hymone ha- how do you say it
1: you know, the worst thing as you're saying it now hermione that's it
0: hermione. i might i said that first i said that right first time
1: i'm sure i did it sounded very peculiar but no
0: carry on it's fine okay. so, <laughs> oh, <we, of> <laughs> so you thought let's uh read all the, read all the books i thought that's what you're about to take the mickey about i thought you're about to say oh you know the harry potters no. i actually read the first harry potters when i went traveling I was twenty. I read a Harry Potter when I was twenty. That's how old they are. I'm now forty three.
1: I watched the Half Blood Prince goes on ITV on the weekend. You like it because that's how I roll, is
0: yeah, I think they're right. <laughs> so um, anyway, off that. So it's it's we brought in looking at some other so rather than just going witchcraft, and there's some other things that we're going to t- discuss on this about narrowing audiences. But we looked at Harry Potter, so we, we you know we'll see how that works. So it's just thinking outside the outside the box very slightly at what those different audiences would be on interests so when you are on the ad set page of creating a an ad that's where you can put in the interests and you have suggestions and you have demographics and things like about demographics you'll find usually are a smaller audience um we noticed when we used to do a lot of baby stuff um a couple of years back for a few baby brand clients and we used, we used to always use like parents of children naught to well parents of babies naught to one, parents of toddlers one to four, didn't we, as a demographic? And there were big audiences. And then we suddenly we didn't then didn't deal with a a client who used those sort of demographics for about six months or a year, did we? And then we went on again because we want to we want a client in that sector. And I was like, why is there only like hundred and ninety nine thousand in this in the UK? And uh, they Facebook must have had a big tidy up back then or something. And we just lost load of um, size. So you've got the demographics, which are very niche. You know, there's some financial information. America has most of the financial uh, information. Like we've always got the one. We did one the other day. We had to give some figures on something. Whereas, you like homeowners or, or people moving house and stuff like that. And it's quite hard to get. So you need to start, you need to think about how you're going to do that in fact we'll talk about that client now because we're talking about how you're so when you're choosing an audience as well you might need to look at how you talk to that audience with the copy so the one i'm thinking of james is home movers no it's the carpenters and people like that so people in London in the uk it's for a new brand where you can get tradesmen to come um, around your house at the drop of a hat yes yeah, so
1: it's like the um yeah so it's a new brand they, they're currently in the states and it's the uh it's basically the Uber of tradespeople. So there's a few markets they go into. The first one are um home movers, so um uh yeah, people that are looking to move, um, people that want their gardening uh, maintained, um, uh, and what was the other one? And an electrician, there's free yeah So
0: we are so we're gonna so look at different marketplaces for the different criteria. So someone in garden someone who's gonna get a gardener, we need to look at people with bigger houses, gardens, you know, a more affluent, blah, blah. But then you also remember just you need to, well, I'm not going to go on to copyright now, but you need to also communicate. So shout out to that person as well, you know, to make sure that your copy and your creative actually suits that audience. I know that sounds really basic, but it's so easy how people, especially with creatives, they can't be asked to do any more creative. So they just go, they talk to the same audience. We've also got the other client that we've done recently where, they're trying to get they 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 do stair lifts, don't they? Or and they're trying to get people to actually. they're Basically, we're jobbing. To, we're we're setting a rather than indeed we're actually doing it on Facebook ads. So we're trying to recruit for them through Facebook ads, and we're looking at carpenters. We're looking at um, um builders and things about who are sick of what they do, sick of chasing every job, and they want to get into a company that's very up and coming as an installer. So that's mm-hmm. another one. So it's you've really got to think about the audiences and how you're going to communicate with those different audiences. So that's based on interest. So go through your interests on the ad set page in your audience, and you can pick out all these different interests. So you can put in builders, and then you can press suggestions, and it will come up. I mean, I love this one. Then it will come up all the different suggestions, which are like a builder, uh, industries that you may not even thought of. But on the page likes, how you can make an audience usually better. And Facebook doesn't tell you whether it's a page like or an interest, but the way you need to think about it is, If you're looking at fitness, okay, so if you're selling a fit, if you're a fitness brand, okay, fitness is an interest. So, fitness is when you type fitness in and it comes up with 19 million people in the UK are interested in fitness. That's where Facebook has said they're interested in fitness. The algorithm has basically looked at all the things they like, look at what they're liking with their friends, blah, blah. This person may have an interest in fitness. If you choose Gymshark, as your audience so you type through and sometimes they won't have that audience in there but let's say you choose Gymshark or you choose Nike or you choose Lululemon or whatever that is going to be you're going to be targeting people who have liked their page and the easiest way to think about this is Gymshark. Gymshark is actually a Facebook page so when you find Gymshark in your audience setup, that's people who've liked the page. Interests can Mm -hmm. interest isn't A Facebook page there is no Facebook page called fitness so you are going to be using the algorithms way of defining fitness so that's how you select those two things now logic says if you're going to go and find people who have liked Nike's page or Nike or Adidas's page that's going to be a lot more niche than someone who's just interested in fitness but I would test them both so let's say you're wanting to go out to a large audience you're selling some t-shirts or some well, let's say you're a drop and you've got some of these shorts from bloody China that have got the pocket on the side that you can put your phone into. I would test doing a fitness audience. I would test doing a CrossFit audience. I would test doing a Nike audience. I would test doing a running audience. And you could keep them broad like that. You don't have to, what we call, overlay lots of different things on there unless you're really trying to get through to a sort of size category. Now, I would say in the UK, if you can get to about a million and a half then that's the sort of area you need so if you're having to find if you've got other things on there like age gender things like that and it's dropping or even geography it's dropping down the amount of people you can get to that's when you need to overlap different things so you might have to overlap Gymshark, Fitness, Nike etc just to build that audience up to the size you need then you've got narrowing so narrowing is something that gets ignored by a lot of people because they don't really understand how to do it so let's say you put in um Fitness as a main broad audience, and it's come up with five million people at a certain age group in the UK like fitness. Underneath that little box, you'll have an include or exclude. If you press exclude, another box pops up. And this is where you start you start narrowing it. So that's where you can now put in Gymshark. So you want people who are interested in fitness, but they must also have liked Gymshark's page. And then you can go to exclude again, and then you can put in little things like online shopping or um what's the other one engaged shoppers because that means that you're going fitness as a whole five million who also like gym sharp that drops down to two million who are also engaged shoppers and that's a demographic which brings it down to 1.5 million but you're starting to actually build where James and I's background is databases you're starting to build a bit of an audience like a database so when you're selling a database or the companies buy databases for marketing. They're not just buying every business in the UK or every consumer's name in the UK. They're buy- basically buying based on the different types of interests and demographics that someone can allow them to do, so they can pinpoint exactly who might like that. And that's the, really how you really want to start using Facebook. Um, I did see an example the there, actually, James, of someone on YouTube, because I'm just looking around and seeing what's going on and seeing what other people are doing. And one guy was saying he, he was a dropshipper and he likes just literally not even choosing an audience. UK women ad. And he goes to that. And there's a lot I've heard, you know, there's a lot of talk of this happening, is that Facebook actually is starting to say to us, we want you as a paid advertiser to get orders. Leave it to us to find your audience because we know your fa- we know your Facebook page, we know your URLs, we know your website. We've tried it, haven't we, with a couple of clients, and we still haven't seen the results we wanted to. Uh, can I'll, Whew, I'll take a break, have a drink. Jesus.
1: Thank you so much. Um, with the with those really broad, broad audiences like that, that dropshipping that spoke about, again, it's all product. product um, it sort of depends on the product, really, isn't it? You know, if you can yeah. get any 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 woman in the UK and you know sell them a skirt, I don't know, or whatever it may be, then fine. I'm I'm not sold that it works. I just don't believe it because it goes against what Facebook is there to do. And I know what you're saying then about Facebook saying, "Leave it to us." Well, if that was a if if that was if that was the case, Facebook would just say, well, here's what your cost per acquisition is going
0: to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, this do you know what? So this, this guy was actually saying, he was like, I foresee us in the future building an ad, putting our image in, putting our copy in, and pressing submit. Like you do a boost. Because Facebook's going to get that powerful that it knows everything about what you're trying to do.
1: It's an interesting concept and obviously look, AI is definitely gonna
0: Yeah, get you coat. We're out. Yeah.
1: Cheers guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Hang
1: on. laughs> no idea, Nick.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh let's do TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: um it, it's an interesting concept. I obviously look, Facebook already have a way of of getting rid of bad marketers, they up your cost, so
0: you leave You leave the platform. We know they already do. Do you want to explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so if you're selling, let's say, Nick, you're selling white T-shirts, and I'm selling white T-shirts in the fitness market, for example. If you're selling that men's white T-shirt to mums and women who aren't into fitness, and I am selling to men who are into fitness, Facebook will see my engagement being higher than yours. Facebook algorithm will then go, well, why the hell is Nick selling men's fitness T-shirts to women over 30 that don't like fitness? Now, what they will steadily do is start increasing Nick's CPMs, but what they'll actually do is decrease mine. So that's how, at the moment, Facebook, and they've been doing that for quite a while now, price bad marketers out of the market. And this is where, and this is sort of one of the reasons why we created this podcast in a way, is that the notion that Facebook can't work for your business it is, it is just, it's not true. It's because you've gone into it with potentially the wrong objective, put out an ad, seen your costs creep up and up and up because you've not paid attention to it or mm. you think something's going to work for the audience and it hasn't and then you've kept it going, going, oh, no, no, it definitely works because I know better than my audience, like a lot of yeah. marketers do, like well, marketers slash business owners, and they go, oh, Facebook is rubbish. Well, it's not Facebook's fault. It means that, you know, your copy, your headlines, your creative hasn't engaged an audience so facebook is going to try and push out the marketplace or can
0: your product actually engage an audience at all we had that conversation (laughs) about someone yesterday does anyone actually want this product
1: Uh, yeah well that's a that's a whole different podcast but it is it is frustrating because there's there's some products and services out there that are fantastic and serve a purpose to a certain audience Mm But they're just not been marketed correctly, or they've tested things like Facebook and it hasn't worked for them because of those reasons and gone. Yeah. You know, and then you know, and then like you know, we've all seen on YouTube and you know Slack and all these places of oh, Facebook, Facebook Mark, you know, Facebook marketing's dead. Well, is it? You know, I remember. You know, I think we all know that article twenty five years ago. The internet's dead, really? Is it? You know, because it's still
0: here. The dot com bubble. I the heard book. of people who, I think, even who won't, you know, are investing in anything that's dot-com is just ridiculous, so it's never going to last.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's not, again, that's the the way that Facebook at the moment are sort of trying to get rid of bad marketers. Something we've always got to remember, whatever you do on Facebook is, as a business is is, is Facebook is trying to keep people on their platform. That's the number one rule. So whenever you put out an ad, that copy, that headline, that creative – If that isn't going to engage and keep someone on Facebook's platform, you're potentially going to lose. Yeah. You need to think of it like that. And I know that's really basic. And I know, obviously, we go into fast amount of detail in terms of post click and ads and audiences. The number one rule is, is that ad going to engage that audience?
0: And 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 is, is Facebook going to choose my ad to be shown in front of someone opposed to someone else's? Because that's another thing that we we used to discuss in the past with big brands. Don't I know you come into quarter four and it, and it gets awash with money and advertisers. But if you're if you're if you're competing against a bigger brand, trust me, those bigger brands don't know what they're doing, <laughs> do they? They have no idea. So if you can be ahead of the game and get better engagement, better copy, better images than the big guys, Facebook won't favour the big guys because they have got more money. They want to favour you because you're actually going to get better engagement.
1: Well, and this is the beauty of Facebook, and you know, obviously, the audience is that we're all on eleven playing field, level playing field, because it's not about how much money you've got. The CPM cost of mm-hmm. the CPM cost. It's not like PPC where you've got to, be, you know, you've got to spend a lot of cash to really get yourself in an auction. Facebook marketing isn't that, and that's why you know the vast amount of detail you go, go into with the audiences is great because you know, look at that bath bomb um, in Canada as an example. I, if you'd have said to me who buys bath bombs, and this is going to sound really bad, a mum who's got kids who wants to relax when she has a nightmare day with the kids, or just subconscious, that's why it comes into my head. Or
0: the kids, or in my household, it's been bought for my kids when they were younger because they had fun in the bath with all the thing exploding and all the colors coming out.
1: Yeah. The fact that you've gone, well, actually, we could use that to a Harry Potter audience and change how the product is seen, so it's more like a spell, is it's amazing. And that's what Facebook's there for. That is exactly the point. You've gone into a different marketplace with a different audience and gone, I'm going to market my product in this way, and the engagement's going to shoot up. If you went over to that Harry Potter audience and went, hey, do you want some bath bombs? My, my, I, I believe that you wouldn't get nowhere near as much engagement as you would have, hey, here's a special magic spell bomb thing. Mm-hmm. Clearly,
0: yeah, my copywriting skills are fantastic. It doesn't have, yeah, it was, that was, you kind of lost how I was describing her products and stuff, but how you've just thought of it is actually quite good. I'm going to read that back to the client <laughs> because I think we could do something with what you've just described. Are you staring at your ads manager stuck on how to make your ads perform? Come and join the Ads Clinic, a series of one-on-one consultancy calls where we dive into your own ads manager and see where we can turn your ads into a profit-making machine. It all starts with a 30-minute free consultation call. Sign up now at theadclinic.com. We just just discussed something then. You've kind of misunderstood what I've said. It's turned into something that's a good idea. I'm now going to look at doing it. When we look at our funeral services client, who back in the day when we we're talking about audiences and how do we get someone interested in looking at funeral insurance, we had Vicky in the office who had nothing to she works on the another 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 side of the business. And she was just like, Have you ever thought about like, you know, people are really interested in like motorbike funerals and stuff like that? Have you ever thought about that? And I was like, that's a really good, bloody good idea. Tried it. It's been on a year. <laughs> nothing else worked as well as that.
1: No. And again, it's just going to a different audience with a different, you know, a different headline, a different copy, but again, it's, it's down to those audiences and not every audience will engage with the same copy and creative. It won't. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's impossible. It's impossible to engage all of the UK or all of the States or wherever you are with one ad for one audience, with all audiences. It's just not going to work. You've got to, you've got to sort of pivot depending on who you're going to. In terms of, in terms of audience, um, you know, audiences, Nick. So you said that then about say so broad audiences so things like gym shark opposed to fitness um nike opposed to running as an example
0: yeah
1: when um a client comes on to to our agency depend on the product how do you internally and how do the team pick those audiences so what's your you know what, how, what's the procedure in-house when someone comes to us and they say you know for example um I don't know, their ambulance service that's going to join in, in, in the next week. You know When they come to us, how do you and the team pick those audiences?
0: It's probably the most, I would say it's probably the most, the biggest part of it. So we'll all get on a call. So anyone involved in that particular account will get on a Zoom call if we're in offices or we'll being in an office or whatever. But you know, most of the guys from the back end of the company are at home we go on a call and we look at the, we look at the brief and we completely brainstorm everyone's different ideas of how we get to something. Mm-hmm. And that will usually go on for about an hour because it's actually really quite an important part of it because you start seeing how other people, and this is, uh, this isn't just like, I know there's going to be people listening to this who are probably just on their own and they're in their own business and stuff like that, but you've got to try and think or even speak to friends of yours about it and just try and get different angles on it because I know that, but even James, we've got examples where we've had four of us—not not you, not included—have come up with different audiences and a different way we're going to go stuff. And bearing in mind, look, we're not magician. we don't know that thing is going to work, which is why we always have a variety of different things going on so we can test these things out. But then you came on a week or two later to this one—I can't remember which one it was—and we're like, "What? You were like, why haven't you tried? That? Why haven't you tried that?" it's Like it's not obvious. it's like actually now you said it, it's completely obvious, but you don't. So you can only go as far as your brain goes mm-hmm. at that particular period of time, but it's mm-hmm. even it's even so yeah, how do we do it? Very simply, we brainstorm. We get it all in front of us, We get the landing pages in front of us, We get the website in front of us. we we do all sorts. We go on to call more calls with the client. I've just been on a call now with uh, an insurance company which is selling insurance into the US and that has now James he's a, he's one of the co-founders CTO of the CET, chief technology officer yeah no, we've had no interaction with this guy whatsoever we've had no need to have any interaction with this guy whatsoever he's not on the front end for this big marketing campaign he's come onto the call because i needed to understand some pixel events and stuff and where certain i'm seeing certain things trigger in the analytics and wondering why they're triggering he's mm-hmm. come onto the call He's given me a complete – Liv and I came off the call going, didn't even know that, can't believe it. So he's explaining to us how behind the financial and insurance industry in America is way behind. We're talking – they're still working in 1994, and we're in 2021. They're still working at the point of they still give their card at a restaurant for the waitress to go away. They still sign for it. And sign things. So way behind. So Liv and I have come off that call going we need to look at the way we're communicating with the audience again. Mm. So we've got we've gone in there assuming we don't live in America, we have mm. no knowledge about how the insurance sector works in America. Use it, so A plan how we know it over here, A plan that's on in a lot of towns where you go in and you speak to a broker. Yeah. That is still how 95% of the entire American market buys insurance. There isn't, they don't have confuse.com. They don't have compare the marketplace. There might be the odd little one, zero. Wow. So what the, our client is doing now, where they're trying to go in with a choose your auto and trying to make it all like that is a completely new concept. So I've come off that call. And this is like to reiterate just your question of how do you go about it? Well, we went about it our way of brainstorming. Three weeks later, we got on a call with someone in the company we would have have never have been spoken to, who's then come out with some things that he finds in that industry has made me go, we're going to look at the the copy. Mm. Because now we're talking to an audience who doesn't buy how we thought they were buying. We thought that we were writing copy in the way that we think they're buying like the UK market. Mm. Now we've got to look at thinking, is that copy resonating with people who don't buy insurance that way? Mm. Do you know what I mean?
1: yeah, and that particular campaign is still, you know, it's still working well. But mm. and this is what I say to a lot of clients when they start running Facebook ads is always have a buffer. Always have money sat that if you do have an idea um, that you can you can act upon, opposed to oh god, I, I can't turn that one off. So I'll shall I turn one of these ones off that are working to then test that? Because there are audiences that will work for a period of time. You know some mm-hmm. will not work forever and it's really interesting going back to what you said earlier about the baby market because that audience was working absolutely true as in absurdly well wasn't it for our clients yeah. at the time and we went back on and like you said the audience had decreased by like 10 times which then didn't make it viable longer term so you know you mm-hmm. could scale it based on that audience and mm-hmm. that's why when you when you go in and have this this idea that oh you know my product sits in that that marketplace to that audience, you I I don't think you're going to have that longevity. You know you've got to really sort of pivot having you based on you know on well
0: um, especially if you want to scale. So no. like how I was saying how I was saying you know look for an audience that's got one point five million in it based on an average budget. You know you're spending thirty to fifty pounds a day. If you want to scale into something, you know look at um Victor who listens to his podcast and we help him out with his ads he wants to scale Mm -hmm. so you know he's looking at certain art and he's you know a triathlete is looking at audience like triathlon swimming and things like this people help swimming so you're talking quite niche audiences you've actually got to start thinking about multiple audiences multiple different things to be able to scale to the level of scaling that he wants to do in the next two years otherwise you just not you know you have to bring another strategy to the point of if you haven't got a massive audience, how else can you get people to buy your product?
1: Definitely. But even like, you know, someone like Victor and you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast is that, you know, they are on their own. And even with you and the team, um, some of the team that brainstorming for one client and you've come up with, you know, X amount of audiences. And then three weeks later, I've come onto that particular corner and go, well, look, what, what are you doing? Just pick that one. That's like the most ridiculous, you know, even that. Because it's just a different way of looking at it. And I, you know, I, I can really understand why some people have gone into to Facebook and they've tested a few audiences and gone, this isn't for me. Because it's hard, you know, especially when you're you, know, you're sort of riding solo. There's so much to know. And like you said, the yeah. volume of audiences on there, it's crazy. And with our data backgrounds, you know, I know there's on a business database around 50 points that we can look at, but you know, what's the average? They say about half a million. Per consumer on Facebook, half a million. Wow. You know, that's a lot, isn't it? It's really-
0: well, I suppose you and I, because we have got database background, is we look at that as a database, the way we select, the way we're narrowing. So these things that I've explained on this thing, how you select different things of page light and then you narrow it down a bit and blah, blah. Mm. That's just normal, that's just an everyday thing for us. It has been for years and years and years.
1: Y- yeah, and, and something else that we've done um especially on the data side and is that when we you know we sell a let's say listers to a said business let's say it was a plan when the results come at the end of it we actually start understanding of who those who those businesses who those businesses are so what industries they're in what's employee size and and i think that's what some people don't do with and obviously we can see on facebook but obviously because our attribution window now is as, as we all know seven days there's going to be a lot of sales that aren't actually to Facebook, even though, realistically we probably know they've come from there. I think there needs to be a lot more work now done on the data side internally, so offline. So whether that's in Shopify or, you know, obviously if you've got sales guys or CRM systems, let's say they buy your service, is that actually understanding your customers more. So because we haven't got that huge window like we had before, we weren't lucky enough, you know, we were lucky enough, didn't we, to have it all on Ads Manager. Because we haven't got that anymore, I think there needs to be that sort of that reverse engineering again needs to start from scratching away because yeah. there's gonna be a lot of sales that you have. You don't really know who they are because they've not been attributed to anyone, they've not been attributed for Google, they're not attributed to Facebook. So they are just a consumer or a, a buyer in your sort of in CRM or ecosystem that you don't really know huge amounts about. Mm. You know, you bought their product, and there could be some gems, you know, someone like Victor you know, obviously he's got a very niche product, but like, you know, I was obviously big it it last week because it is fantastic, but he may have to educate people on triathlons and swimming. So he might actually have to go rather than going my markets out there. He actually may have to create a market. And this is what we do for a lot of our customers. Don't we, you know, we, 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 we put this out there a lot is that not everyone will want to buy a product today. We know that you'll get some low hanging fruit. So that's fantastic. But actually, are there some audiences that don't know about your product? They have no idea about your product, or
0: don't understand that they need that product. Uh,
1: so why don't we educate them on yeah. your product and then create a new marketplace?
0: Our car washing company is perfect. They've created a ceramic coating for a car, you know. And basically, bear, bear in mind the founder has got a lot of background. Like he's create when you go into Halfords and you look at a lot of the the car washing products down that aisle. I think he invented most of them, which since then have all expanded over the last 20 years into their own little groups. Yeah. So he's a very, very, very knowledgeable guy who's now created another ceramic coating. I still don't really know what ceramic coating does. And this is what sort of coming over on the thing is you've created a product. That's great. Are you naively going into that marketplace thinking that all the lads with these little suit up cars, up to the collectors with their hundred forty thousand porsches and all this sort of stuff do they actually know what a ceramic coating does do they want a ceramic coating if i was driving around in a porsche james i'd still be going down to the guys next to the next to the shell garage you spray it and clean it out for 10 quid 20 quid yeah i wouldn't cool. be applying my own stuff and i love cars see what i mean it's still clean and i'm on saturday just gonna go and do it myself so it's so it's really inside the market, isn't it? And, you know, we've said to them, you need to actually plonk yourself down at some of these events and start speaking to the people who are likely to buy your thing. When we, when we did actually put that option down and they came back with, they don't know what they're, they don't know what they're talking about, so we're not going to talk to them. I was like, okay. Mm. But you need to work to... You Maybe know, not the best way. No. So, you know, I say this to a
1: lot of, you know, internally, as well. don't know, but it's um, always works the lowest common denominator. If you work to that, you can't really get it wrong.
0: And I just we did, it. we did with our consultancy thing. Worst case scenario, didn't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the if you work to the lowest common denominator, everyone else above will understand it. And mm-hmm. that's how I think you should go into, especially to audiences that again need that education. You know, and and actually, you're pretty much creating a marketplace for yourself. You yeah. need to. You need to work to that because. Otherwise, you are going to try and sell a new fitness brand into, you know, a, a new market that don't understand it. You know, why am I yeah. wearing this T-shirt opposed to a Lululemon one or a Betty Sweaty Betty one? So, you know what I mean? All that stuff. is. Yeah. But, but yeah, the audience is like, you know, to, to go back on that, in terms of, you know, in, in terms of who you, who you should be targeting it's a lot isn't it there's a lot of audiences that you can can
0: yeah well exactly and big audiences which actually leads us on to for the final bit of this is um audience expansion tick box now I get asked a lot now should I have this on should I have it ticked off I see a lot of people you know experts out there also keeping it on um I there is no right or wrong I'll give you my sort of view if you're What you'll find is if you're doing a UK wide audience and you've got like 3 million people in that audience and your um, tick box is unticked. Well, let me tell you what it means. It basically says it's Facebook's way of saying if you when you tick this box, we're going to look at your chosen criteria. If we come across someone in our database that we think will be interested in buying your product, do you want us to show the ad to them? Logically, absolutely. Please do so. But where I hold back, excuse me, is that if you've got an audience which is targeted, like and it's like three million in the UK, so you think, okay, got a decent audience there, got some budget, and then you press that button to find more people. Sometimes you can find that shoot up to like thirty million. Then I'm in a. Then I'm a bit on the air. Yeah, come on, I'd rather stick a bit more targeted. You might find out on other ones where um, you're you're going quite targeted and you've only got 300, 400, 500,000 in the audience, but you need a few more, you tick the button and it takes you up to 2 million, in which case I go with button ticked. So it's weighing it up. But if you want, there is no right or wrong. Essentially, it comes down to Facebook selling your products. And i would test both. If you've got enough budget to have one ad with it on and one ad with it off, and you do it under a CBO, campaign budget optimization, so 20 quid a day, and you've got one ad with it on, one with it off, try it out and see which one the orders come from if it comes from both happy days um that's how i would look at that particular button some people again it's like what james was saying earlier going back to a whole broad audience of everyone same kind of thing because sometimes facebook you press that button and will give you everyone like 44 million people in which case you say, "Well, what's the point you've gone to, you've gone for like a targeted thing fitness this 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 oh and now there's 44 million of them makes no sense so I would look at that, but it's still there's a lot of things that are still playing up with Facebook, with its audiences and its reporting and stuff like that. So um, I was gonna I was gonna ask you something
1: actually, net, which I'm I'm sure people would want to ask is obviously since the update. How have you seen audiences What audiences change in terms of sizing? And is there any new audiences that have...
0: Well, you get the warning, don't you? You get the warning... Well, you don't because you don't in the ads, but you get a warning which basically says whatever you choose. And I've, I've suddenly come to realise that this warning just comes up anyway. of basically saying your audience due to the 14.5 iOS update will be smaller. And it's like, well, I'm still on 6 million, so... I'll I'll run with this. But I think it's just a a generic warning across the board. Um, What's interesting, which is another podcast coming up, is the 15 iOS. So this this is the next one. So don't worry. it's It's not like... Okay, so Apple's wanting... Let's just go in a little bit so people can go and maybe go off and do their little research. And I've got to go and do a lot more research. But basically what is happening is Apple have... Tim Cook has gone right, we've got to get a bit into this. And there is this whole conspiracy that they're now going to want to try and advertise to people on iPhones and iOS. And they will. And they're trying to take a large chunk of that marketplace. The thing that's annoyed them the most, which is what's going to come out on 15, is WhatsApp. So WhatsApp has obviously become huge, hasn't it? And you have, I have, WhatsApp is now my messaging service. And if I text you, James, normal iMessage, you don't even know I've messaged you because it's somewhere else on your phone. Whereas, and you've made WhatsApp your um, priority messaging service on your front homepage of your yeah. iPhone.
1: I actually went on on Monday. I had fifteen texts of people. I
0: didn't see. Okay, so <laughs> Apple has basically gone. Okay, so WhatsApp is going to be well. The talk is, and it was two years ago. It hasn't happened yet. I um, uh, Messenger, WhatsApp. And Instagram messenger we're looking to become one
1: yeah
0: like world domination all the well, that hasn't happened yet or whatever but also I don't WhatsApp
1: just quitting it quit I, I can't I can't
0: see it personally okay so we've got we we've got seven minutes where we're going to go on course so we we'll just I'll just explain this a bit and then you've got the um you've then got adverts in whatsapp so we've got a few clients now that are on the landing pages are using things like whatsapp ninja and yeah. stuff like that. So people can go straight from it. And rather than filling in a form, they just click the WhatsApp button and it opens and starts messaging on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Apple have just gone, right, okay, we need to get onto this. So their new 15 update is going to be bringing, trying to really push forward the iMessenger again, start doing things in there, start multiple conversations in iMessenger, groups. They'll bring out advertising in it. So I still don't know how yet. Apple is going to bring advertising into its own platform because it doesn't have an advertising platform at the moment, but they're working towards these things. So Mark Zuckerberg is getting a bit of a headache. He's probably had a very nice run for the last 10 years of just going, this is so good. And now he's going, right, I've got a big player really trying to push me out now and go against me. So that's where we are with it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 if I was in person, language truly I'm not because I'm sat here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry. But They're too far behind. Like I know, I know it's Apple, but what what Facebook has done is it's it's. Um, It's been, it's including everyone, isn't it? If you can't afford an iPhone, you've got a Galaxy, you know, you know, you can still communicate via WhatsApp. That's why WhatsApp is fantastic. You know, we use it for work.
0: We've got work. It's free. If I've sent I get my bill sometimes, and my phone bill is quite high anyway, because I've got unlimited everything. But I'll look at it and go, how has it gone up that much? Why has it gone up by like 20 quid? And it's because I've sent pictures by accident through iMessenger. You get charged a quid. It's uh, a quid quid an image. Nick, I'm not,
1: literally, I'm not, I'm not. I I know what they're trying to do. It's going to, I'm truly, I truly believe it'll fail. I just don't believe it for toffee. Look at the, look at the iPhone's market share over the last four years. It's still clearly high, but you know, the Galaxy Samsungs have, you know, have crept in because of the cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, unless you, unless you, I think an Apple, sorry, we've gone completely off on a tangent. Hold on. We'll carry on talking, but hey, everyone who's interested in Facebook ads, thanks very much for listening. If you want to listen to the next four minutes, carry on. Just,
1: no, just quickly, actually, before we go off the it one, in terms of the audiences and actually having um, people doing this by themselves, if you haven't um, joined the group on Facebook, the Let's Run Facebook Ads group, the podcast, um, sorry, the group on Facebook, Join, I know at the moment it's it's um, we're a bit quiet in there, it's because we're having a lot of internal changes at the moment. and. There's some really big and really exciting things coming in with that group. Things like helping you guys with audiences, getting obviously, you know, people on, on calls and on, on webinars and stuff. So um for people that are on, you know, thank you for sort of holding faith, but people that haven't log in, um, join, and uh yeah, you'll uh, you'll, you'll see what's coming. Uh but anyway, Nick, continue. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm not interested.
0: Yeah, also also give us some ratings on podcast. Apple Podcast, Google, wherever you're listening to it. Oh, yeah, five stars. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yeah. So I just don't, I just don't
1: believe. It. I, just, I can't. I, I just cannot see how on my iPhone. I just, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm just not having it. I just don't.
0: Yeah. See so we the iPhone market. I think you have to spend a minimum of like fifty odd quid a month to have a contract on Apple contract. Otherwise, you're spending what fifteen hundred quid on a phone, which I'm never going to do ever in my life. So I'll have a contract. Thanks. But that's still like fifty pounds a a month, just to get onto a contract with an iPhone. You know, my kids have hand me downs because they want an iPhone and they not they haven't got. You know, to happen, is it? That's Uh where Galaxy comes in, doesn't it? Samsung and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just don't. I just can't see how Apple are going to use are going to market to me via my phone. I, I can see how they'll do it, so I'm not saying that. And maybe, and maybe you know, obviously, it'll be just another. Another tranche of marketing spend that goes out on X, but it's not going to stop us marketing on Facebook. But this notion that, you know, I think Apple think they're going to, you know, just, you know, people are going to suddenly check, move all the budgets across from Facebook to Apple. I just don't see it. I,
0: I can't. Well, even if that happened, they wouldn't move the budgets across, would they? Because even if they went 50 50 on the market share, you'd just advertise in both channels.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I, like I said, I just can't. I, I, I'd love to. Obviously, look. At these guys are very, very intelligent. A lot more intelligent than I am. But I can't see how they'll, um, how it'll be implemented correctly. Uh, the mm. exciting thing is, though, if it did happen, the vast amount of data that they have on their consumers, in terms of me as an Apple user, you as an Apple user, which obviously Facebook now don't get, is exciting. Mm. So that's that's the good bit about
0: it. Yeah, from us as advertisers, business, we advertising yeah. our businesses. Um, the more places that we can advertise to even better
1: yeah but i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not convinced it's gonna plan out as they do
0: but um okay well on that we've both got calls now so we better go thanks for listening everyone remember to give us some stars um and we'll see you on the next thank you for joining us again today if you want to find out more please head over to our socials at let's run social where we share daily content And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.